150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, the Fifth Seal Special Edition. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm, and we're going to do a little bit some something a little different than what I normally do here on this podcast. Uh, usually, I take and count down from fifty to one the worst countries in the world uh, for Christian persecution uh, off of the World Watch list. We take that and we go from count down throughout the year from twice a month from 50 to 30 and then once we hit the month of November we count down from 30 to number one throughout the month of November being persecuted church awareness month uh, because I said so and uh, so but instead of doing that instead I'm actually a little bit ahead because instead of doing what I plan to do two a month and do second and fourth Wednesdays for a little while I was just doing every other Wednesday and I ended up an episode ahead and it's just providential that it worked out that this week um, was a great day to take a break catch up to where we were and take today to do a special edition um, we'll call it the fifth seal 9-11 because it is September 11th and 18 years ago today we saw the worst terrorist attack on our nation's uh, on our, on our nation on our nation on this continent um, in this country uh, that we've ever seen in the past. Um, we've seen you know homegrown terrorists. We've seen domestic terrorists. This is uh, international terrorism uh, that made its way to our shores and. Uh, and took the lives of over 3,000 people on that morning, uh, September 11th, 2001. And so you might say, Norm, what does what does November or September 11th, November 11th, a uh, little slip because I'm going to read about that here in a second. What does September 11th have to do with Christian persecution? Right. This was an attack on our nation, not an attack on the church. But you have to understand that for. Islamic, and I don't even want to call them Islamic radicals, I want to call them Islamic fundamentalists. These are people who take the Quran and the Hadith and they read them and take them at face value where they talk about uh, specifically to find the people of the book and to kill them and to slay them where you find them and to strike at their necks and so on. That Many different places that instruct Muslims to kill Christians. And whether it, you know, you may talk about politics or whatever, but in reality, most Arabic nations view the United States as a Christian nation. And make no mistake, this was an attack on this continent because of the foundation that it was founded on, and that was Christian principles. Um, as you look at the Declaration of Independence, it's 
dependence it talks about god the constitution has things where we are endowed by our creator and so on um, with certain unalienable rights and um, so the 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 credit is given to god for this nation and it's the judeo-christian uh, understanding of god that we worshiped here and what our country was founded on and the radical um, fundamentalist islamic countries still recognize us as such and that was why they brought their attack on these shores on september 11th that is why they did what they did is because they view us as a christian nation um they would call us the great satan they would call us um you know but it is strictly because of their religion's hatred for Christianity and for Christ, the true Christ, that the attacks that they made on our country happened. And the people who lost their lives, lost their lives in the largest uh, persecution of Christians that we have seen in a long time. I mean, we, we've watched it in other countries, um, China, um, has, has done horrible things to, to Christians and Russia and so on. But on this continent, this is and and it make again, make no mistakes. This happened because of our Christian foundation. And you might say, well, how, what Christian foundation? I want to take you to the, the Mayflower compact and just read a portion of that. Actually, I'm going to read all of it. Um, the Mayflower compact, when the Mayflower came over, um, they landed on Plymouth Rock and, you know, the whole Thanksgiving story. Um, but they, they wrote down this document. They made this compact. And this is what it says. In the name of God, amen. We whose names are underwritten, the loyal subjects of our dread sovereign Lord, King James, by the grace of God, of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, King, Defender of the Faith, etc., have underta having undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith, and honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia, do by those solemn, present solemnly and mutually in the presence of God and one of another, covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic, for a better ordering and preservation and furtherance of the ends aforesaid, and by virtue hereof to enact, constitute, and frame such just and equal laws, ordinances, acts, constitutions, and offices from time to time as shall be thought most meet and convenient for the general good of the colony, unto which we promise all due submission and obedience, in witness whereof we have hereunder subscribed our names at Cape Cod the 11th of November, in the year of the reign of our sovereign Lord King James of England, France, and Ireland, the 18th, and of Scotland, the 54th, Anno Domini, 1620. So, the early 17th century, they wrote down this document, and they said they came to this country. They came here and created the, that first colony to further the, for the advancement of the Christian faith. We were absolutely there's no argument that we were founded on christian principles that we were one once once considered an absolutely a christian nation and this is why this happened and this is why people die died was because islam looked at this nation and said it's a christian nation and they were attacking christ and people died whether they were believers or not. And the, the, the crazy thing is, is 
how many of those people were not believers and who died and went to hell in this horrifying attack. And now as we watch 18 years later, immediately the next few days, our churches were filled. Our nation was united. We were, we had come together and, uh, in, you know, this fight against a common and en- en- enemy left and right had come together and we put aside differences and we were, we were focused on, on one thing, rebuilding our, the, the places that had fallen and defending our country. And now 18 years later, we are far more divided than we have ever been before. Um, and, and I look at this and I say, you know, we, we, how did this happen? How did we get to where we were and how can we somehow find our way back to where we were, um, this, September 12th, 2001, how do we get back to a united, uh, front? Uh, and again, the only answer is the gospel. The only way that we come back to any kind of, of semblance of, of unity is, is the preaching of the gospel. And that sounds, it sounds odd because what, the, the gospel is absolutely divisive. When you preach the truth and you put this truth out there, uh, it, it divides. It's the word of God. It, it, it divides uh, soul from spirit, from, um, marrow from, from bone. Um, is, is what the, the word does. And it's, it's so divisive, but it's the only way to, to bring any kind of unity because as people are saved and drawn, um, by the Holy spirit to God through the preaching of his word, we will become more and more united. You know, we, we've gone from, from this nation that, that bound together, um, when, when we were horribly attacked, uh, and, you know, we had all these, you know, our, our First Amendment protects religious freedom. And now if, you know, a, a homosexual comes into your bakery and wants a cake and you refuse to make it for their wedding, then your livelihood is destroyed. You know, the, and we are watching, we are literally watching our Christian, our religious liberties, our Christian liberties crumbling um, through politics and so on and the division that is in this nation. And I, I can only wonder how long it will be before the United States finds itself on the world watch list. Whereas, you know, we're already seeing it in other countries in Great Britain and in Ireland and in Canada where pastors are arrested for, for calling homosexuality a sin. You know, and it, it's, again these the christian liberties that we had the freedoms we had in our religion the freedoms that we had that uh, that brought such ire from from islamic nations that they did this now are eroding away before our very eyes and and our, and, and literally i mean the the democrats just had some kind of uh resolution made against christians in, in their platform or whatever, you know, a few years back, they literally applauded when they were taking God out of their platform and then were angry when they put it back in. And we were watching the, 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 um, 
deterioration of, of religious freedom in this country. And it's only a matter of time before we end up on, you know, number 100 on the world watch list or higher. And the only solution, the only solution to that, the only way to avoid that is the preaching of the gospel. It is the willingness of Christians to go and to proclaim truth. You know, talking to, we were at house church tonight and talking to one of the guys, he's, he's got a deal worked out with, with the guys that he works with on the railroad. He gets to preach on Tuesday and Wednesday and they get to talk about football or whatever else on Monday and, and Thursday. Um, and so, but the agreement is there because they know he's going to preach. I, I was always known for preaching to the new trainees that I trained um, back in the day at Model Linen. And so, but that is, that's what we need to be doing as Christians. We need to be out there. We need to be sharing the, that, that fundamental truth and that gospel. And what is the gospel? And this is a great time to just come back to the basics in this podcast and talk about what is the foundation of our faith and what was the foundation? What was, what made those, those men and women who, who got on the Mayflower and came across to this country? What was it that drove them to do what they did to leave behind? behind homes and leave behind family and friends and to come to to the hope of a new religiously uh, free nation where they could could truly worship God the way they wanted and that's the gospel that is the understanding and it's not you know Joel Osteen's gospel it's not the prosperity gospel that Benny Hinn apparently has just repented of and we're going to watch and we're going to see where where Benny Hinn goes with that and if there's any fruit in keeping with that repentance but it's not those gospels the gospel is simply this that we are sinful. And when you look around this country, it is not hard to see the truth of total depravity, whether it's be, be whether it's from uh, gay pride parades where men and women are walking around almost nude in front of children in the streets to Antifa uh, thugs fighting against Proud Boy thugs and, and these these extremes on both sides that are coming together and violently clashing with one another over things that are just who knows why they're doing what they're I, 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 half of the time the the things that they're protesting I don't even know what they're about I just know that that you've got one side here and one side here and they're just coming to, to violently um, beat each other up and then you've got the other side uh, you've got the the mass shootings and the things that are happening. We can see total depravity on grand display in this country right now. We recognize there's no way around the fact that man is intrinsically and by nature evil. They are sinners at heart and need of a savior. And the gospel is simply that, that God in the flesh came, Jesus Christ, God incarnate, came to earth and lived that perfect life, never breaking any of the law and fulfilling every aspect of it. 
lived a perfect life and went to the cross and died the sinner's death so that you and I, if we repent and put our faith in him, will be forgiven of all of our sin, reconciled to the Father and imputed with his righteousness so that when we stand before God on the day of judgment, we're not standing there in our sin and we're not standing there just without sin. We are standing there clothed in the righteousness of Christ, which is the only way that anyone gets into heaven. It doesn't say, the, but the Bible doesn't say that the innocent can approach the mountain of God, only the righteous. And the only way we can be considered righteous is to, be, to, to have Christ say, here is mine, because you have none, and I have to give you mine. And that's the gospel. And that's what we need to be out there and we need to be preaching. We need to be preaching that in, in, in Islamic lands. You know, we need to be praying for, for the missionaries that are over there that are truly carrying the gospel over there and aren't just carrying some, you know, kind of mixture of, well, you have a little bit of truth and whatever. You know, I, I mean, I watched missionaries that I, I admired go down this rabbit hole of uh islam and, and christians well we're we're essentially the same with a little some some things that are no islam is a religion that has no ability to save and we need to be over there like like my brother johnny hayes and we need to be over there truly preaching the gospel and calling muslims to repent and and sharing the true Jesus Christ and not the false Christ that they follow in Islam who was never uh, who was not the son of God who is not divine who is not crucified who is not killed in that way that they that Jesus of Islam did none of those things they need to know the true Christ so that you can repent and be saved and we need to do that and we need to do that here we need to be out at the pride parades we need to be out at Walmart and we need to be out at the where Antifa and the Proud Boys and all these people are showing up to do whatever it is that they're doing. And we need to be preaching the gospel. We need to be out at the, the abortion mills. We need to be begging those mothers not to kill their children. But also we need to be sharing the gospel with them. Because, it, it, I mean, it's a great thing if those women turn away and don't kill their babies. Believe me, I, I rejoice with every child whose life is saved because somebody is standing there. But if that woman leaves and walks away and doesn't hear the gospel of Christ, uh, chances are she's going to go and, and she could die and go to hell and take her child with her. We need to be getting the gospel in the hands and in the, the hearts of these people, in the ears of these people. We need to be preaching the gospel on a daily basis in every place that we possibly can. And that's what's going to, to truly change things. Um, and and the, the crazy thing about that is the more that, that we do that, the more that we preach the gospel, it's going to draw more um, ire and potential attacks from fundamentalist Islamic countries who are going to see that and have more and more hatred towards us. But it's going to unite this country more than it ever has in the past. And, and the only way to unite this country again is the preaching of the gospel. Politics isn't going to do it. Um, you know, 
festivals and pride parades and any of those other things are not going to do it. And again, the living a Christian lifestyle without vocalizing the gospel is not going to do it. It has to be preached. How can they know unless somebody preaches? They're not going to get saved by watching our lifestyle. People are going to get saved because they hear us preach the gospel. The Holy Spirit brings conviction and they are drawn to the Son by the Father. And that's how we see people saved. And that is how we truly remember and honor those who gave their lives in this country on 9-11. Some intentionally, some unexpectedly giving their lives here for for on the attack on 9-11 and then there were those who ran into those buildings who while others ran away those first responders and those firemen and those policemen and and other people citizens who just decided to go because they those were there too that ran towards the danger and willingly gave up their lives trying to save those around them and it's a it's a it's a noble thing don't get don't hear me say it's not but the greater thing is to preach the gospel and to preach the gospel at all times and we have to use words because they are necessary so as we say on on September 11th that we'll never forget Let's always make sure that we remember to say Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.